This is Advanced Listening, the podcast fathers warn their daughters about. The podcast that always stands up to object as to why these two should not be wed. The podcast that literally made Ivan Drago cry like a baby. With your hosts, Nooch and Orion. So I heard some absolutely spectacular news the other day um, about a band that both of us really like. Yeah. So now I know, I know, I know. Listen. Yeah. Static X. Static oh. X is putting oh. out <laughs> a new album called The Regeneration Project. Featuring three of the four original members, including Tony Campos. And the vocals will be Wayne Static. Okay. They are older recordings. They are older recordings of an album that he started right around the time of his death in 2014. Okay. So this is, these are Wayne Static. This is not uh, a book at uh, a wonderful band after the singer died i'm looking at you drowning pool i'm looking at you alice in chains i'm looking at you acdc oh bringing it back um yes no these will be vocals of of static of wayne static doing an actual static x album this will be a complete studio album and then they're going to fill it out because it's there's only going to be about eight songs that are that they have, well, you know, lyrics for. Yeah, so they're yeah, going to fill it out with new versions of some older songs that were already recorded and in the bank. But they are going to put out a studio album with Wayne Static at, at, at lead singer. So first of all, I'm I'm going to I'm going to jump in and say that <clears throat> I genuinely didn't know anything about this. I like how you like live on our podcast drop a bomb on me about <laughs> something i had no idea about i am so fucking excited about that i i have been a static x fan since like angsty teen metal took over my life you know what i mean i i've got so that is that dude that's one of my favorite bands in the history of metal and like not only no wait not only do we have something to look forward to with brand new Static X? And I can't, uh, because for those that don't know, in what, 2014, I believe Wayne Static, uh, Wayne Static died in, I want to say it was 2014, maybe 2015. Yep. It and, was 2014. Uh, and uh, as far as I know, they haven't tried to, uh, to kind of keep going. And I, I, I respect the hell out of that because I, I don't think I could listen to it, you know. Um, but with this new material, I, I I didn't know anything about that. But now you've opened a, a whole fucking can of worms, and I want to talk about Static X. <laughs> well, yeah, because when Wisconsin Death Trip came out, there were like Static X is odd for a metal band, but they're like because they're they're industrial metal. But yes. they're odd amongst industrial metal bands. That see, that's that's the thing. That's like technically you could say. 
that uh, Led Zeppelin is like uh, a Delta blues rock, right? But on what scale are they actually like British Delta blues rock, right? And so at, as far as right. like, X being industrial metal, in my opinion, that's just trying to find a name for it or they are the pinnacle of industrial metal. They... Wisconsin Death Trap especially was such a look when you're listening to what is it Death Trap comes out 95 99 99 was it 99 because they started in 94 well okay no it had to have been earlier than 99 is it is it earlier than 99 doesn't matter it comes out in the late 90s when you're when, when you're getting bands like Slipknot uh System of a Down Lamb of God, Amon Amarth, Corn has been is in their prime. Deftones are killing it with White Pony, right? And Wisconsin Death Trap is such a radical, uh, different fucking sound from from all of the other bands that came out in the in the '90s, in the late '90s. All these really good metal bands that were coming out, like it, it's it's speed metal, but it's it's industrial and it's. You know, like push it, push it has a really odd, but wait, you know, uh, a, 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 a beat progression to it. Let me let me jump in here. The reason why I feel that Static X stands out among them is okay. You can take not not any of our favorites, right? Leave out the legends, but you can take any uh, prog metal, speed metal, industrial metal band out of the 90s out of the late 90s and you can listen to one or two of their tracks and you've pretty much heard the fucking catalog right like because they're they're all one trick ponies in in that sense and then you look at a band like static x who yes okay let's actually just talk about the title track right wisconsin death trap right just that song you cannot base the rest of the band off that song it's an incredible flow and it's it's an incredible song because you could turn it around to what am i it's a different album but what am i about to drop cold machine cold cold right yeah cold is that that's first off machine is my is my favorite that and that's their second studio album machine is static x and we're talking like 2001 yeah and cold it's such a sexy song. It's got, it's heavy, but it it, it has a a really uh, dark melodic undertone to it, and it, it has their slow build to it. it. It is a beautiful, beautifully sexy, dark, evil song that makes me think of violent sex. Right, and and it's like, but it's it's also a prime example of how something so simple can be so intricate does that you know what i mean like that song the guitar riff of that song is actually a great a great uh intro to you know power riffs right it's not a difficult song it's not like it's not like there's a thousand different things going on like it's some masterpiece by tool but at the same time in its simplicity it is such a powerful piece of work cold off the machine actually the machine album itself because i think about i love title tracks by the way uh the title track off of machine machine is is another one of my just 
it's a good example of how they take this speed metal, but then they add in these like soulful riffs and like these really incredible dude static x has some of the best breakdowns in any music fuck genres brings a breakdown go ahead the, no, go ahead. Finish your statement no, on breakdown. Whenever it comes to their, the, their, the way that they'll time things and change your riff up on you, or the way that they'll like, okay, like on on the on a good example, cold, right? The whole song, like you said, it is. It's kind of sexy, and it's it's not kind of. It's very sexy, and it's dark. And then like the breakdown of that, it doesn't change the tone. It amplifies the tone. You know what I mean? Exactly. And there's there, okay. Speaking of weird songs that 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 Static X does, there's a song on their first album called Stim. Yeah, and yes. it has it's essentially what has always got me about that song is the intro to that song is big band swing drums. You know what I mean? Ta ta It's these big cymbal crashes and this big kind of swing sound to the to the drums in the intro and the entire intro sounds like you're about to listen to a, a, a metal version of a swing dance song and then well, he just screams stem and then they drop this really grungy crunchy ass guitar on you wow meow but it is an odds it is an, such an unusually unique song because you never really think of a metal song being influenced by big band music. Well, to- Tony Campos and actually Ken J. Ken J. is one of the founding members. Ken J. and uh, uh, Wayne Static founded the band, and uh, you were and then right. Tony I, Campos and what's yeah, the Japanese guitarist's name? Never, well, see that, Fuku, but that guy cycles. Dora. That guy has cycled in and out. Like they're, they've right, had. But a few he was different. an original found. He was an original founding right. member. Exactly. And he's one of the. He's in the new album. They he came back for the new album. Now, all right. So we've covered a little bit of Wisconsin Death Trip, which, by the way, that entire album, I need to say, as as a piece, is I love. It's okay, like as a struggling wannabe musician that has dropped little albums here and there, what a better way to introduce yourself to the world than Wisconsin Death Trip, right? Like, this is us. Hello. And so, anybody that's into any kind of metal at all, if you've, I'm sure you have, but if you haven't, you need to listen to Static X first album. Then we went into Machine. Now, have you listened to Shadow Zone or their third studio album? What did I have, you think? I have all their I have all their albums. Shadow Zone is is again radically different from the first two. It is a weird metal album, especially songs like the title track Shadow Zone. Shadow Zone, exactly. There's a song on Shadow Zone called So, which is it, it, it's you you can't call it a ballad. It's not a ballad, but it's so slow. It is a slow angry i don't know how you do slow and angry but he's there's a lot of pain behind so shadow zone is a really good example of how they can change the pace it's almost like if they were to have a soft album if they were to have a soft album it would be shadow zone because like even you go to the title track and don't give me it's still it's still heavy 
right? It's still metal. Like, it actually has one of their fastest songs on, on in their catalog is on like Shadow Zone is a slow album, you're right. But their fastest song is on that album, which is weird because it, the rest of the album plays so differently. But Osgo Electric is a crazy oh, fast shit. song. I forgot about that. Oh man. That is a crazy fast song. It is it is uh you know what I mean? It is crazy fast. It is such a good. It is such a good uh, uh, um, a palate cleanser from the rest of the album. Right before you get it to the slowest song on their slowest album. You know what I mean? Because right. uh, uh, that song is stacked right up on top of slow. They're one and then the other. So you get your fastest and your slowest song. But I think a lot of diehard fans had issues with that album because they were, you know, okay, so Shadow Zone came out in 03. And there was a lot happening as far as, like, the Metal is Dead movement in 03. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so it, that was, I think that was a bad, it, yeah, I know, I know. But like bands like Good Charlotte and stuff like that really made it hard Ew. for, no, just hear me out. They made it hard for people that normally wore Slipknot shirts and wore Mohawks to feel like themselves because Good Charlotte did a really good job at fucking mainstreaming that look right and given i get it it's just aesthetics it's just a look right but the next thing you know you've got like preppy little fucking suburb kids with their good charlotte shirts on wearing fucking no idea i do i I grew up in it as a a preppy little suburb kid that was legitimately into hard and aggressive and angry music i i was i get really frustrated when people adopt my music for some reason like, yeah, you're listening to Static X, but you don't fucking get it. You don't understand. You don't know. You don't know. I don't I don't I don't wanna be I don't I'm not trying to be a pretentious I don't guy. wanna be that guy. Was, I don't wanna be that guy. But was, but being surrounded by the same little preppy fucks that uh were listening to good Charlotte that are into nickelback and then now are into, you know, whatever garbage is out there now, bad wolves. You know, it, it uh, Wait. You frustrate me because your musical tastes are so bad. You just happen to have found a good band to fall into. And it was just weird because I think for a lot of the the kids like myself that grew up kind of grunge and alternative to have uh, our, I don't know, I guess our, our stuff brought into the, the mainstream for the first time, which is kind of weird. Like and yeah, I, I think seeing, I think that the catalyst for it was bad too, which was like Good Charlotte, and I'm sure I can think of some other ones if I thought Blink really 182. But I kind of fucking like Blink 182, man. Offspring, Offspring wasn't, and then they were that band. Bands like Sugar Ray and Incubus. <laughs> look, I like Incubus. Sugar Ray, I really like Sugar Ray. Their <clears throat> early shit is punk and hard and crazy good, right? It's it's neo metal mixed with punk. It's the same thing like Head PE and Downset were doing. It is really good. And then they put out that song Fly. And then everything after that became that same poppy bullshit garbage. Because it makes and I was money. Just like motherfucker. And and it's like, weird. And this, but wait, Incubus's that- first album was similar too. It's really punk rock. Science is really punky. And then you get into Make Yourself, which is a good album. But they find out that, oh, if we do songs like Drive, 
<clears throat> we can make fuck tons of money. Another good example of that would be Stained, right? Is Stained's first, I want to say their two albums, definitely their first, their first album. They're really heavy. They're super Even, even that heavy third metal. album, even that third album is really, there's a lot of heavy shit on it, right? But they learned in that third album that if they put out stuff like, it's been a while, and fucking outside, you know, with, with featuring fucking Fred Durst, who all he does is uh, appreciate them lighters. That's all he does. The whole contribution, he gets a feature, you dick. See, but the thing was, is like, that was capitalizing on the angsty teen in a different way, right? And it was like capitalizing on the broken home angsty teen, which was really funny. It's very perspective because even the kids who live in the middle of this fucking suburbs and were listening to Stained, like, probably in their own way had their own little broken home. So, but wait, fans of fucking we're getting back to static x who didn't really have to deal with that emotional weird shit we were just dealing with our fucking metal got into shadow zone and so it's scary it's like uh oh are we losing one of our favorite bands like we fucking lost stained and like we lost these other bands that started out doing what they wanted to do but ended up going towards this mainstream let me sing at you and it makes them more money right and that's one of the reasons right. i've always respected Les claypool is like he stayed away from that shit Right, he just kind of kept doing his own thing. So I move on. I think it's on. amplified, but I think it's amplified. The Shadow Zone thing is amplified by the fact that Slipknot put out their first album with a ballad in that same year. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Which was, you know, what uh, I mean, their follow up to Iowa, which is one of the most aggressive uh, metal albums that they've done. Yeah, had you know ballads on it. And yeah, two Slipknot like two or three. Yeah, there's a couple. Yeah, you're right. But but and, but. and, and Static X is singing, and Slipknot is singing. And fucking what in the shit is going on kind of hit yeah, the masses. It did. It did. But do you want to know what I think was a really, really good response to that was the next fucking album, which I think might be my favorite Static X album ever. Which is? Start of War. Start of Wars is my least favorite. I like I really like Dirt House, but but the next album, Cannibal, oh, Cannibal, that's a good album. Now wait, do you not? First of all, do you not think we're fucking just gonna gloss past Start of War because it actually has some of my favorite fucking tracks on it. Dirt House being one of them. But you want to talk about how we 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 get into quote advanced listening? A good example of why I would ever even discuss quote advanced listening is Skinny Man right the intro okay. to skinny man on star war it's got this fucking riff you're like uh oh okay what are we getting into and it's that classic chuggy little static riff static x riff and then your double bass and your tom from fucking ken j drops this goddamn collapse right before the heaviest sludgiest fucking beat you could ever want comes in and just like little moments like that is what made me a fucking metal fan right, right. and so start of war has got some fucking just ridiculous like anthem type chuggy riffs like the shit that you remember you know what i mean and so you've inspired me to revisit start of war dude it's such a good fucking album man and then uh i'm the one i don't know how you feel about that one because he sings a little bit it gets a little poppy but that fucking dude when he just comes in he's like i'm like yeah him and when him and tony work together him and tony campos do vocals together is one of my favorite things and they go they do a lot of call and response 
on that album. They go back and forth okay. a lot on Star War and revisit, man, revisit and 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 we'll 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 talk about it on the next episode for sure. Well, the thing is, is with with uh, uh, with the things that you're talking about specifically in in. in in, in getting into the advanced listening aspect of it. There's, they put out a live album, right? And to bring it back to one of my favorite Static X songs, Cold, the live album version versus the uh, studio version of that song, they do a couple of things in the live album version that just, they're, they're small, they're minute, and if you're not just completely fascinated by that fucking studio version, you're not gonna really pick it up on it couple of a uh, couple of them is there's a a long drawn out build up in the middle of that song before a drop right and in the studio album it just drops into the guitar the wow 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 but in the live version right after the uh, apex of the build there is a bass roll and a drum drop it's just a it is this subtle little thing this this subtle little thing that makes that whole whole fucking song just different enough to be utterly uh, 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 enticing. And then as they go through that drop, following that 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 subtle little thing, there's a couple of drum rolls that are not in the studio version. And it is small, small little add-ons to songs that you know verbatim that they do in the live album that make like yeah. don't just regurgitate your fucking songs at me in the live version. You, you know that, what? You add that subtle little small drum roll. You add a little fucking cymbal crash where there isn't. Led Zeppelin famously in uh, the live version and how the West was one of of uh, Stairway to Heaven. There is a three note little with the guitar, and it makes the song so much more radically different from the fucking studio song. That it's almost a different song. It has a different vibe, a different feel. Just adding that subtle little fucking difference. I fucking love that when they do the live albums. It, you know, it's funny though. And whenever you get the live stuff, <clears throat> every now and then, a part that you might cling on to a song might not be as important to them. And here's an example. I got to see a perfect circle uh, in Florida at a music festival. And one of my favorite songs from A Perfect Circle is called Pet. Um, and Love there's pets. this oh, counting yeah. bodies yeah. like sheep to the rhythm of the war drums. That is that is one of my all time favorite Perfect Circle that songs. And there, amazing song in the in the intro of that song, there is it's like right after the first eight bars. There's this little drum fill where he does this little double kick and a snare, right? Right. And when he hits his snare, he hits his cymbal at the same time, and there's a little pop. But that pop leads into this big chimey fade, and then it crashes together, right? Right. Whenever I saw it live, it didn't do it, and oh. <laughs> I know, I know, and because I got the exact it's, opposite story. I we saw the Deftones, me and my wife, and. There's a song uh, called Beware that they do, and there is a massive, grungy, just drop, let me fucking headbang, Pantera-style fucking interlude in the middle of that song. And it's one of my favorite fucking interludes that the Deftones do. And when they did it live, I'm waiting the whole song for it, and they went and redid the chorus. They added an extra chorus, which delayed that drop. 
And I'm sitting there like, no, no, give me the drop. I want the drop. And then they did it. And instead of just doing it for eight bars, they did it for fucking 16. They extended the drum. They just kept hitting it and hitting it and hitting it. And I, I, I must have given myself a concussion because I had banged my head out of my brain. It was so fucking delicious, man. All right, dude. Listen, okay. listen. Static X, Static X needs to be recognized as one of the biggest metal bands to come out of the late '90s, an era where you get Lamb of God and Amon Amarth, you get Machine Head, you get Slipknot, Corn, Deftones, all in their fucking prime. Yeah, oh three, oh four, oh five, weird shit starts occurring. But Static X is a Fear Factory is out of that fucking group. Static X is among the best and project regeneration with wayne static vocals that wayne we haven't heard you since 2014 it's gonna bring a tear to my eye and it, it, i hope it does to you too and all i can say is the deeper you listen to a song the more advanced you're listening So I've got a, uh, I got a question for you. Yeah, go ahead and I'll just pack this bowl and you ask your question. Uh, and whenever you're responding, I'm going to pack my bowl. I should have done that before we started recording, but yeah, yeah. Um, have you ever, you know, that album that like, maybe it doesn't even necessarily have to be old. Right. Um, but just like that one album and he also, I'm going to, jump in again and say it doesn't have to be an album because like back in the day i used to download handfuls of songs so it didn't always matter what album it necessarily came from but something that fell out of rotation something that you were really (laughs) and you stopped listening to for whatever reason and then like for you you pull it back out and you jam to it and you're like oh shit and just all these memories of like why you loved that band so much or that song or whatever it all comes flooding back right do you have you ever you ever really gone through that i go through that regularly <laughs> um what's a recent one what's a recent one for you like the- something the more recent that that jump back into rotation I'll give you two that have been uh, uh, albums that I haven't listened to in a while, and then I listen to them again, and it's just you're immediately reminded of all the things you fucking loved about that album. Uh, the very first Corn album. Yeah. Oh. Deftones around the fur. Both, both recently uh, in the last month or two were albums that I listened to track one through all the way to the end and and just fell in love with those albums again, especially around the fur. That opening piccolo drop that from uh, oh, My Own oh, Summer. Yeah. It's My such own a summer. beautiful thing. And then that riff from My Own, that opening riff 
it's one of the most magical riffs because it's one of the few riffs where I'm like, can I mainline this into my brain faster? How do I get this fucking riff in my head faster? It's those, such a beautiful riff. Those two notes, what was funny is I already knew you were talking about the Deftones, so given there's that. But as soon as you said, like, bro, I knew exactly what the fuck you were talking about. My Own Summer is, that's another one of those Deftone songs that just... Man, it, 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 I'm, I'll be honest, I'm not a huge Deftones fan, right? And not, not for any real reason. I do have my, whatever, my uneducated take on Chino Marino, but, um, the songs that I do like from Deftones, I like a lot. You know what I mean? Like, yep. Uh, the other, the, the, the other thing about My Own Summer or Around the Fur, that album, is there's at least three or four really, really sexy songs on there. Mascara and MX come out uh, 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 to me. But that that album is, I think, where they went from being what they were on Adrenaline to where they will end up with White Pony. You know what I mean? It's it, yeah. it, That album is where they learned to kind of experiment. And with the first Korn album... The first Korn album is so fucking angry and so heavy and so filled with pain and raw emotion. It, it It's one of the few really well-produced albums that does not sound produced at all. It, it, it is just filled with raw, upset uh, uh, pain. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no other way to describe that first album yeah. other than pain. Yeah, it's genuine like- emotion. Songs like Daddy and, and Predictable and um, Man, Faggot Bald Tongue and Faggot they're just they're filled yeah. with a lot of pain and there's a, there's such the, the bass work in that album is probably better than any other Korn album um, yeah. and it, it, is, it is without a doubt their heaviest album you know and I, I think getting into Korn is something that I would like to do on another <clears throat> another episode to dive a little deeper into corn because I don't want to waste all this ammo right now, but I want to say the story of corn, in my opinion, is one of the saddest, most tragic uh, uh, stories of a band that doesn't involve the death of a member. Yeah, no doubt. They, they've been, I can't wait for the behind the music on corn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, sh- no shit, man. And uh, yeah, so I definitely want to. What's a. Uh... What brought that question up to you? If I feel like maybe you had this happen recently that, that has you thinking about it. I do, and I did. That's that's I did. And there's actually I'm similar with you in the in the sense that I have two I have two good examples. One of them is an album and the other is just the collective work of a band. Okay. Um the album is and this is recent, is uh Drowning Pools very first album center oh yeah that's a good one but you know what and and there's a song on that uh um where he's got a line at the end of in the middle of the interlude where he just goes god damn i love me god damn i love me i think that's, that's the title track isn't that isn't that no, center? that's not center that's not center i uh, but but that's my favorite song on that album and that is the best line in that song god damn i love me god damn i love me and that that is another example of an album and for me 
there's not many out there that I could say this about, but for me, that album is good cover to cover, dude. Track one to track, I think there's like 12 tracks on it. And every single one of them in their own way is a gem. And for those that don't know, quick quick little recap, that's the that only song, album. That song is called Tear Away. Tearing Away, yes it is. Yes. Go ahead, continue. No, now you got me like singing it in my mind. I'm tearing away. away. Yeah, dude. The pieces are falling. Mm. I can't seem to make them stay. Wait, you ready? You ready? Here it comes. Here it comes. You run away. Yeah, dude. Fucking love. It. I don't give a faster fuck. I'll faster and faster. I can't seem to get away. I love it, dude. Broke. And then, and then the riff that comes in there—they—it's such a good example of how not one style of guitar can be called metal, right? Like, right? It's a kind of upbeat riff. It it is, and it's melodic, and it's kind of light. Where typically, when a lot of people think of those metal riffs, they just dip down into that you know drop D or C tuning, where it's just like dun 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 dun. And Drowning Pool is an excellent example. And anyway, I'm getting off track. I just wanted to get at with them. I started listening to that album a couple uh, about a couple weeks ago. And it, it just keeps making appearances, and I'm happy because every time I hear it, I'm like, it's so genuine. And for those that don't know, that singer died after that album. They ended up getting uh, the lead singer from, uh, what's his, was it Soil? The dude from Soil? I believe, yeah. I believe it was the guy from Soil. I, I'm not 100% sure because I don't think I have listened to any Drowning Pool after that first album because that voice really, really. It's gone. It's, it's gone. It's gone. Yes. The other guy doesn't really sound like Drowning Pool. No. It would have been better if the if the remaining members of Drowning Pool, after only one album, got a new singer and were a new band. We're a new band to play Drowning Pool songs when they were on tour. And let me goddamn be clear about something. Where I'm a little bit different from you, I have listened to other Drowning Pool only because, and it is Soil. It, it is the lead singer from Soil. Um, only because I really enjoy what they're doing. Not as Drowning Pool, just as musicians. And if I was going to let my pride get in the way, I would never fucking listen to it again. And the fact that they do Drowning Pool songs off the first album, I think is disgusting. And I think that that dude is rolling over in his grave right now. Fair enough. But I would have less of a problem with them if they were Bob's used auto parts at, that happened and they just happened to play a couple Drowning Pool songs. And then Drowning Pool was just that album. You know I, I would mean? be more I would be more about that. I really genuinely would. But the problem is, and here's what they were doing, and here's why I disagree with it. Here's why I think the music industry is fucking disgusting. The reason why they continue to go with the names because of the amount of momentum the first album built, right? Yeah. Like it's if you listen to recognition, brand recognition bullshit. If you've ever heard anything off that album, if you listen to that genre, you fucking you probably love that album. And if you haven't heard that album, you will probably love that album. Um, but anything afterwards is fucking faux drowning pool. True. What's the band? Yeah band are you ready and you're gonna love this you're you're, i i'm gonna just say it and then i'm gonna let you get excited and say it and this for me isn't really one album as much as it is pretty much the whole band uh but cky oh i love cky 
Knee Deep is probably one of my favorite CKY songs. So they're they're they are. I don't know if it's metal. I don't know if it's punk. They just kind of CKY, man. It's hard to slap a title on their genre. It really is. Although I'm sure there is one because you know people fucking love labels. But yeah, you know what? Despite despite the the difficulty of labeling all bands and and putting them in nice little neat categories and boxes realistically there's two types of music good music and shitty music and cky is good music man cky is really it honestly is good music and just a little bit of background on me honestly cky helped me through a really dark depressed time in in my life and i know we've gone into the fact that we both agree that music uh it's a conduit for emotions you know and um there's a specific song there's two of them actually and i'm pretty sure they're all i guess one of them can yeah i'll let you guess one of them is it escape from hellview you're fucking dead on dude um i I was in such a dead end i was living cabot arkansas bro like i I had nothing going on no job no real friends i had my friends that just sounds unfortunate where are you from cabot arkansas i'm so sorry for you (laughs) what happens out there well meth that's where the unwashed unwashed masses congregate and have their juggalo fests (laughs) (laughs) whoa 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 you bite your tongue oh never (laughs) One one of the greatest music festivals i ever went to whenever it comes to the content of human beings inside the gates was the fucking gathering of the juggalos you don't have to accept it but i imagine i imagine the people watching at the human zoo that is the juggalo fest is second to none other than like if you go to like one of those alligator wrestling shows All right, wait. Do you want to hear something funny, though? This is great how this tied in. And I know you had no way of knowing this, so I think it's brilliant. The only place I ever saw CKY live was at the Gathering of the Juggalos. Yes. Yes. (laughs) What do you keep calling it? The Gathering of the Juggalos? That makes it sound so official and proper. Well, it is because... No, it's a one time a year. It's an annual... Uh, music festival where they get all the people from their label and then all the people from like like let me give you an example of people that have nothing listen, to do with psychopathic records Nooch, Nooch. yeah yeah secret secret time yeah i have been to a gathering of the juggalos yes my dad <laughs> wait but, but 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 the the fucking clown pussies or posses weren't playing it was uh headlined by tech nine and mushroom head they didn't play not that i saw or maybe i left before they played but it was no, uh, they, they it typically tech nine and mushroom head man which is why i wanted to go they typically like- headline the festival so <clears throat> you know it's their fucking festival so i'd imagine they headline it but wait 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 wait. so you have a good idea but for those that don't maybe it wasn't a ju- i swear it was a fucking gathering of the juggalos it had to have there been. was there- a million little clown face painted up motherfuckers you know they did a run on that on a uh, on an episode of uh, fucking uh, workaholics. They went to a gathering of the juggalos on that, an episode of workaholics. That one kid from workaholics is just just hysterical. That main weird kid with the really round pudgy cheeks. Oh yeah, Adam. 
Adam. His real name is like Adam Devine. Yeah, uh, that kid is fucking hilarious. That wait, make me laugh. But I want you to hear some other acts that I saw while I was there <laughs> that you might you might appreciate. And for those that don't know, none of this will be ICP related, right? This is all the other shit. So here we go. Hold on. Thank God. Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Yes, and that was fucking incredible. Ice Cube Live was awesome. I've seen Ice Cube Live twice. Once at uh, Family Values and then uh, once at uh, uh, Woodstock in 99. He loved the Family Values tour. Yeah, that was a fucking awesome tour. Well, he's a big fan of like fans and all the sponsors and shit like that. So Cube would, I'm not surprised. That, that he was uh, involved with that. Wait, do you remember the all-female 90s metal band, Kitty? I do remember Kitty. Kitty was there. Is that, right. that Blackish? Is there something? Brackish. 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 That was their jam. That was their jam. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's the one. <laughs> Um, hold on, I saw CKY there. I got to meet Mick Foley. That was pretty cool. Um, you I don't mean know. Man? What was his name? Manqual? Uh, you, Mick Foley, dude. Yeah, when Cactus it was, Jack. Bang, bang. Cactus Jack, dude love. Dude love. <laughs> yeah, you're a goddamn professional wrestler. This, this, no, but... To circle back to CKY, the thing is they helped me through a lot of depression. Uh, the other song that I want to talk about is called Flesh Into Gear. Uh, That's a good one, too. That's not the same album, isn't it? Is, I think it is. I think it is off the same album. Um but it's just really good stuff, man. It's not song. It's not music that's necessarily sad. Like, and I'm not knocking because I love the Counting Crows, but like the fucking Counting Crows. You know, like that's fucking sad music. You know? Baltimore will make you cry, and if it doesn't, you don't have a fucking soul. Like if you if you've never experienced any sort of pain in your life, yeah, you probably wouldn't get it. But <laughs> if you've ever gone if through you have the most great. charmed life of all time, some sort of <laughs> luck augmentation powers. My my father loves the Counting Crows, but every time he listens to him, he gets all sad and shit. So I'm like, bro, bro, this is not what we're. Let's turn on some Ozzy. Let's fucking turn on some Metallica. Let's let's get the Counting Crows the fuck out of here. Let's save that for a rainy Sunday morning when we're smoking a blunt and drink coffee, right? Like let's right. just not right. not on a lit Friday night when we're all already drunk. That's not when right, you listen. Because on a lit Friday night, <laughs> on a lit Friday night. You want some goddamn David Bowie and motherfucking Fang, because that's how you advance your listening. So we got into this just a little bit. We touched on uh, uh, some concert stories. You'd said you'd gone to a, a gathering of clowns and uh, <laughs> easy, hey, easy, <laughs> easy. <laughs> Simmer down. You like the peons. You know it. 
So why don't you? Uh, what was the? What was one of the? Other than that, the the that that clown thing. What was another concert you went to where where, you know, you got? Give me a good concert story. You want a good concert story? Like and this is actually. Yeah, I got a good one. And actually, I think I think whenever we were hanging out, whenever you came down to New Orleans and we were we were hanging out, I think I got drunk and told you this story. But I'm going to tell you again because I'm getting drunk and it's a good drinking story. Um, I went to, and it's funny, they're making an appearance. This was not intentional. Uh, Static X. It was Static X, Mudvayne, and Otep. Ooh, and, I think I went to that show. It had Black Label Society in California added onto that fucking lineup. That's incredible. We did not get any Black Label with that. I've actually never seen Black Label live. They were average. Ooh. ooh. And I like Zach Wild. I won. It, it, it felt like they were hungover, actually. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Static X. Oh, no, no. Thing. So here's the thing, dude. For those that don't know me, I'm about five foot four, 115 pounds soaking wet with rocks in my pocket. Right. Um, so I like crowd surfing. And this was a incredible crowd surfing venue. And there will be times at a concert where I feel the need to post up on the barricade and go nowhere else and just stay there and rock the barricade. You know what I'm talking about, Orion. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That was not the case in this one, man. They were all great bands. I didn't want to stay in one spot for the whole show because I liked everyone in the lineup, right? So I'm crowd surfing my balls off the whole night. Well, let me tell you something, motherfuckers. You can only kick somebody in the back of the head so many fucking times before they notice you, and they don't appreciate it. So after... I want to say a good, a good four. No, that's a little long. A good two hours of uh, crowd surfing. Uh, Static X is on. Okay, Static X is on, and they open up with structural defect. Are you familiar? Yes. They open with structural defect, and I lost my shit. Um, I began to crowd surf as violently as I possibly could, and out of nowhere, man, there's this moment where this hand bigger than my fucking chest comes down on me and I get spiked into the concrete. I'm out. I am done out. I'm completely unconscious. I'm done. Now this is all recount from those people that were with me. I was in a large group at the concert. Uh, They said the dude that took me out looked like Fabio's larger cousin on steroids. (laughs) The guy that took me out saw me not move after he spiked me, and he picks me up and throws me over his shoulder and starts fucking throwing people by their face as he is getting me up to the barricade to put me in the arms of the EMT. Um, Then why did he spike you? I think he felt bad, bro. I think he felt bad. I was like this poor little crushed looking malnourished little dude. (laughs) And I think he felt bad. He knocked me the fuck out. And um, whenever I came to, this is my favorite part of the story. Whenever I came to, I've got like the lights in my eyes and EMT standing over me. I'm behind the stage and Static X is fucking raging. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. So I'm already good, right? Static X is one of my favorite bands. They were headlining the show. It was phenomenal. Um, they, they helped me. They picked me up, dust me off. They're like, dude, no more crowd surfing. We're going to throw you the fuck out of here. No more crowd surfing. I was like, okay, okay, okay. And we're walking back around. So imagine this. I'm coming out from behind the stage. There's this giant stage to my right. 
and I'm coming around and there's there's fucking Tony right there on stage left right to my right in front of me is the entire crowd and a barricade the security guards walk past me so i'm behind them they leave me unattended so what do i do orion you stay the fuck there no i climbed up on top of the barricade and i dove my ass back into the crowd all right fair enough i had to stay on stage I, i i couldn't i wanted to but there's no way you know yes. what I mean? And, and this way. was my last you're, opportunity. You're a small guy. You just hide. It was my last opportunity to get a really good surf in during uh, during Static X. And as my feet were leaving the barricade, I climbed up on this barricade. This is a true fucking story. I don't give a shit if you believe me. As my feet are leaving the barricade, one of the security guards grabs my trip pants. Fuck you. It's 2006. I'm wearing trip pants. Um the fucking he grabs my trip pants man and i break free and whenever that surf ended it did not end at the barricade i actually got dropped in the middle of the crowd where i did not get thrown out and i did not crowd surf again for the rest of the night that is my concert story danger okay i got i got two crowd surfing stories let's do it because you're not much you're not much bigger than me dude you're a little thicker and taller but we're of average build i am no i we are of small build we are uh, similar build, is what little, I meant. We're little Bruce Lee's, man. We're little, little tiny, yeah. shredded up dudes. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm five ten, one hundred and twenty five pounds on a good day. Okay, so my first ever experience with crowd surfing, we were me and a buddy of mine were at a, a Corn Rob Zombie and Video Drone nice. concert, okay. and I am stuck owned i'm so high because i spent most of rob zombie in the back just smoking joints watching rob zombie because there was so much going on on stage right i didn't want to like miss the crazy shit going on stage please let me you one minute for those that have never seen rob zombie live please understand that his stage theatrics are unlike anything you've ever seen so i'm sorry go ahead orion go ahead there's robots and girl go go girls dancing in cages and there's fucking aliens and giant monsters it is it's a shit it's crazy so corn comes on and they open with blind because fucking of course they do (laughs) (laughs) so so I'm in the crowd and uh, the, the song is about halfway through and this gigantic fucking dude standing next to me, or is he big to me, right? Like looks at me and I notice him looking at me because he's looking at me the way like, you know, a bear looks at a fucking I was, salmon. You I was going to say that like, like predator looks at meat. Yeah, right? And he looks at me and I look at him and he looks away and he kind of, and he looks again, and I did not catch the second look, which was bad for me, apparently, because he grabbed me by my fucking belt and heaved me upon the crowd as I crowd surfed forward, not knowing what the fuck the rules and regulations of crowd surfing were at this point in my, my concert-going career. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, hey, damn, this is happening now. All right, cool. And I get to the gate, and I didn't know that I was supposed to go over the gate and then go around and get back in, right? Because I don't know the rules and regulations. Right. So I get to the security guard, and I'm trying to get down on that side of the gate, on the crowd side of the gate. The guard's like, no, and he's grabbing me. And some chick starts pulling on my pants, and some fucking security guard is pulling on my half. And I, I was like, no, I got to go one way or the other. I can't go it both ways at the same time. And the security guard finally got me away from the crowd. 
and I landed kind of on my chest face first yeah. on the other side because he didn't really have me. And or give it. And, and I'm in such a precarious situation or like position, right? Like there's no way to easily jump back up on my feet and get over. So like I got one security guard trying to lift me up on my ankles while another one's trying to lift me up on my head. It was all bad, all bad. The other one had nothing to do with me. My second story, absolutely nothing to do with me. I just think it was fucking amazing. So me and my wife like to frequent the Metal Mayhem Festival that used to happen. Yeah. And we're at, uh, uh, and, and where we would go with, with Shoreline Amphitheater, right? And the way the amphitheater works is there's a big amphitheater, right? And off to the side, what they do is they have two stages right next to each other, and bands are just, there's no fucking time lag between one set ending and the next band beginning because the two stages are just clicking off, right? We're on uh, uh, the, the, the two side stages, and a band called Upon a Burning Body comes out, and they're playing. Wait, I've heard of this band before. Uh, maybe from, I'm sorry, go ahead, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, they're heavy. So in the middle of Upon a Burning Body set, there is a commotion amongst the crowd, right? Now, we're in a parking lot, so there's no like elevated position where you can see what's going on, right? And what ends up happening is a guy who is a paraplegic in a fucking fully motorized, one of those, not, not, a, not a little, little like aluminum wheelchair, but the full on fully big dog like a, fucking electric like a, wheelchair, like a serious fucking wheelchair. You know what like I mean? A like a rascal. Yeah, but a wheelchair yeah. version of that. I mean, it had battery packs on it and shit because he right. had to go all day because it's an all day festival. They are trying to get this motherfucker on the crowd and crowd serve him up to the stage. They <laughs> then what ends up happening is was beautiful, man. You got a bunch of the biggest dudes in that crowd all kind of went over to this hubbub and they get him up and carry him up to the stage. And he sat on the fucking stage with upon a burning body for the remainder of the set. It was that, fucking amazing. Dude, that is incredible. That's incredible. Actually, this one's very short. It's my first time, okay? I was at a, and I know you're not going to, this seems weird, but I was at a Collective Soul concert, okay? Oh, yeah, all right. Okay. And they have a few jams, like, okay? I like gel. I like gel. They, they, they got a few. They got a couple little jams. And anyway, I want to say I'm like 16 or 17, right? And I break away from my dad, and I'm doing my thing, and I'm in the pit, and I'm surrounded by you at know, a collective soul concert. At a collective soul concert. Well, when I say I'm in the pit, I'm on the floor. You know what I mean? It's Fair enough. Pit. It's. <laughs> I noticed that on this specific song, there were a couple people crowd surfing, and I had never done it. So I look over to my left and my right, and I tap these dudes, and they look at me, and I just point up, right? That's all I did was I pointed up. And uh, it happened so quickly, dude. I almost wish I weighed more, right? Like, I wish it took a group of <laughs> me through a crowd. These two motherfuckers, like, one got me kind of by my back and by my butt, and the other one got me by my feet. And then Nooch went flying through the fucking crowd. And that was my first uh, crowd surfing experience. And, it, and it's addictive. Now I'm in my 30s and I'm not as excited to crowd surf, but I will. Right. My back hurts. <laughs> hey, so in the last episode, you brought up super groups. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. If you could put together Nooch's super group. 
Yeah. Oh. I mean, wouldn't that be more like a stable of supergroups? Like, Jesus Christ, I just got to make one. Can we make this a reoccurring segment? Can I make another band next week? You can make another band next week and week after until the end of time. Okay. If you've okay. got enough, if you've okay. got enough supergroups in the fucking bag, hit hit me. I mean, I've never really put one together, so I'm going to do it right now on the fly. Right. Okay. And this is not just in, in for you and for those listening. This is not like Nooch's like go-to supergroup. This is just what I'm thinking. Like, this is what came off the top of the head, okay? Okay. I would put Chris Cornell on lead vocals. Oh, yeah. All right. They, they could be dead, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can, you could bring them back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could be dead, alive. Yeah. And yeah. if you want to go with, like, uh, a person in, like, a specific era of their career, too, fair enough. I, any Chris Cornell. Earlier okay. than you know, he was better in the 90s, but whatever. Um, so Chris Cornell on vocals, Joe Jordanson on drums, um, John Five on guitar. Oh, I love John Five. I love John Five. Um, John Five on guitar and Rex Brown on bass. Nice. And if there was, we were going to do one, that band, right? That band would be called, oh, that band would be called something awesome. I don't know. I didn't think about that, but there would be Why this Why don't you one. call it something awesome? There it is. The band is called Something Awesome. And their breakout track was actually a, uh, uh, a duo with uh, Chris Cornell and Lane Staley. Oh, and that I was hate it. You. That was their uh, that was their breakout track. But Lane Staley's not in the band. He just showed up for that song. He was a feature. He was a feature, was a feature for that he song. Was a, he was a feature. And there you go. Something awesome. That's that's Nooch's band. Document it. <laughs> All right. Can I make one? Yeah. What do you got? What do you got, man? I want to hear it. Now, now, unlike Nooch, this isn't coming off the top of my head because for a, the longest time I've wanted this. I want this. I still want this. And I hope by putting it out there in the universe. Maybe I will get this. I maintain that Ryan Maritini is the greatest bassist in the history of metal. Okay. I love Ryan Maritini. Well, He's amazing. Drop, drop, drop a band name. Ryan Maritini is uh, the bassist for Mudvayne. Okay. And if you're looking for a, the, the song that I think best uh, uh, a light, uh, illuminates his talents, it would Dig. be Rain, Sun, Gone. Okay. All right. So Ryan Maritini on bass and Joey Jordanson on drums. So you're talking about one of the best drummers in the history of metal and one of the best bassists in the history of metal. Put them together and have the fucking rhythm section from hell. <laughs> yeah, no, that is a, uh, yeah. Wait, who's on vocals? Oh, I can't, I can't tell you that yet. Okay, okay, okay. So my my it would be a twin guitar, not a not a lead backup situation, but a twin right. guitar situation, and I would use the two Amonamarth guitarists. Oh shit! Right. And okay. Then my lead vocals is going to be so far out of left field you won't even see it coming. You ready for this shit? I'm ready. Go. Tech nine. Oh my god. Okay. I'll whoa. Wait, do you have a name for this um for this godlike project? Yeah. What is it? Fiction. <laughs> <laughs>
It's actually pretty nice. I like that. I really do like that. I'm 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 actually packing a bowl to that. That's that's really good. Now, what's their debut album like? Does oh, their debut, see here's the thing. Their debut album because they have a rapper as a lead singer, you would think that fiction is kind of like neo metal, maybe, right? Right. But you got to imagine like really crunching, driving guitar riffs from twin lead guitars. You know what I mean? And then a rhythm section that would make Satan want to headbang until he died. So it's going to be Tech Nine's lyrics. You know what I mean? He, he's, the, he's the writer of the song. So they're very, very poetic lyrics, but Tech Nine singing metal, because it's a metal band. All right. Okay. I'm thinking I'm thinking it would sound a lot like maybe a cross between Fear Factory and uh the Deftones. And so it would be like there would be this incredible lyricist slash gangster rapper at the helm. Right, but the music is not approached necessarily like a crossover. You know what no, I mean? No, it would be really heavy, thick bass lines from a bassist that just does interesting shit on the bass in the context of songs, not just in bass solos. You know what I mean? But also, Joey Jordanson's drums with a with a pair of guitarists that are that are really good at coming up with. A, Ted Anderson is so amazing at coming up with unique. Uh, riffs so the riffs would be really I think the guitars would really be uh, uh, not necessarily in the foreground but really drive the fucking sound of the band and their 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 first song worlds collide oh like the remake of the power man 5000 song no it just happens to have the same name <laughs> Because because you're colliding you're colliding uh, 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 three two different styles of metal and, and a gangster rapper into one band. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And furthermore, Orion, I think that their stage show with Tech Nine at the helm would be like what Amana Marth brought to the table, plus all of the intricacies of a top notch, legitimate superstar entertainer. Right. Well, you know, it's it's like, you know, there's so many misconceptions in music that people think that you can't like I think Tech Nine, personally, he's not a rapper. He's, he's a very good rapper. But he, I wouldn't call him a rapper and I wouldn't call him a lyricist, even though he's incredibly good at both of those things. Because Tech Nine is a musician. He plays with music and sound in a very interesting way. And all you listen to a lot of his like a lot of his later shit. The, the stuff that he's been putting out with uh, lately, it's it he he gets into all kinds of different genres of music. He's not just doing gangster rap. You know what I mean? And I think the misconception is is that you can't have someone like Tech Nine at the helm of a goddamn metal band. Why not? It, it, you know, I, I think that that goes for a lot of different things. It's not necessarily just metal. Like I think that's a really good topic. By the way, is is like general misconception in music types and i'm actually going to go left field here and tell me what you think about this i don't really do pop especially the pop names that we really know like and this is just me dropping a few like beyonce or ariana grande or fucking i don't know kelly clarkson like 
this is not shit that I typically listen to, but those first two names that I dropped, if you actually dig into their albums, some of their albums, they might blow your fucking mind. And so I think a misconception there is even from our part, thinking that pop is just pop, right? If you dig into some of these Beyonce albums, she has these, there's two songs specifically that, that stand out to me. One of them is called Formation. And it's almost like if Beyonce did a fucking gangster rap song, dude. It's hard. Like it's all right, not. All right. It's not what you think when you think of Beyonce. Like it's it's. Did, can you hear me squirming in my seat while you're talking about Beyonce? I can, and I know other people would too. But what I'm saying is, all of these artists are capable than more than what they're branded of. I get that. I, I understood that at a young age when people started telling me that Prince was pop. And I'm like, but I don't like pop music, and I fucking love Prince, so that that doesn't jive. It's it's you can there are good there's really good pop. You know what I mean? I, there I, is Secret Time. I, I like a couple of fucking Rihanna songs. Okay, see, and Super Secret Time. I'm gonna reciprocate. My wife's got me a little bit on a couple Ariana Grande songs because the okay. Now wait, wait, past, <laughs> wait, past misconceptions of music. <clears throat> Let's also acknowledge, and this is uh, something I want to dive into like really deeply sometime, but there's good and bad of every kind, right? And so just to say that I'm not saying I like Ariana Grande, right? But compared to all these overproduced, auto-tuned, can't actually fucking sing or write bitches, there are some standouts that do write their own music and they can actually sing. You know what I mean? And yeah. I have an appreciation for any artist that puts in the work, regardless of the, the brand that they carry with them. I get what you're saying. And furthermore, it's it's more than just labeling a band pop or metal or rap. Because if you're a good artist, it doesn't matter what genre you kind of start off in. Because a good artist wants to play with sound. It's why I never got why people didn't like when Bowie went from Ziggy to like doing funk and then into like disco he's a chameleon man he can do a million different things david bowie was an amazing artist and he was pop after fucking ziggy you know what i mean because i think for one to just constantly bind labels is the quickest way to avoid advancing your listening So it's that time. Nooch, what are you stuck on? Mm. You know, it's not going to be a surprise because we've pretty much been talking about it all day. But it's really because of uh, the spawn of the conversation that's got me stuck on it. But Static X, man. I'm back on Static X. Uh, we already covered most of the library in the first uh, segment of the pod today. And I just want to say that 
it's a strong library it's a fucking consistent library with a lot of subtle changes and a lot of dramatic changes so um i think static x is an incredibly well-rounded band that you can fucking listen to at the gym or just while you're sitting around your house smoking a bowl i think that uh static x is incredible and i'm I'm fucking constantly stuck on it what about you man what are you uh what's hard to get out of the rotation right now well one of my uh one of my favorite bands recently went through a massive transition uh machine head about a year ago dave mcclain the drummer and phil trimmel the guitarist left the band um they brought in a couple of new guys and they've released a couple of singles uh and one of which is called circle the drain circle the drain by machine head that's what i'm stuck on i've been listening to it non-stop since i got it machine head is one of my favorite bands it's a really it's a really good uh, uh indication of where they're, they're probably going to take the band in the future the other single is do or die that's another really good uh that's the other single that they put out that i that was really good um so I'm pretty excited about the new Machine Head because it, it really was the end of an era because they had they had put out about five six albums together and it's some of their best stuff in my opinion. So um, I was really upset when they when they kind of had that transition. But you know, I like I like some of the new stuff they they put out. It's 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 really a lot more like their old stuff where it's you know thrash metal Bay Area thrash metal. And isn't there like a like a whole new uh, a small series of singles that they just released? Like it's not just like how many of those are there, and where can people go to find it? Well, I found them on iTunes. There's there's uh, two singles, and then there's an acoustic single, and then there's like six or seven uh, live studio session songs, uh, some older stuff with the new guys. So. Uh, it's not actually an album. It's just a bunch of singles that they're putting out, just kind of trying to get uh, a feel for where they are, at, where they're at as a band. So, and you, yeah, you can find them on iTunes. I'm sure they have them on, you know, all your favorite streaming services and what have you. And, but and uh, you like where it's going, though. You like what it sounds like. You think it's got hope. You think it's got potential. Yeah, it, it, it reminds me of some of their older stuff. It's it's real real Bay Area thrash metal style. Hell yeah, uh, uh, metal. But uh. W- that's what we're stuck on. What should the peons be stuck on? <laughs> Don't do this again. Do not call our do not call our listeners peons. Come on, man. <laughs> All right. What should the shit-ons be listening to? Okay. Well, with that being said, um, I would say <laughs> I fucking hate you. Um, you love me. Um. I would say uh, I'm going to go left field here because I know we've been talking a lot of heavy rock, a lot of metal, and then the other day we did a lot of uh, classic rock, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I might surprise you here. Um, I'm going to go with Modest Mouse. Um, Modest Mouse is kind of an indie rock, I guess, but as far as the indie rock genre goes, it's not just dumb, weird, trying to be cool, fucking underplayed music like uh the dude i can't remember his name it's like brock something or something brock or (laughs) anyway um (laughs) that guy has got an incredibly unique voice and he they write all their own music and it's just really good shit so if you've never heard of modest mouse uh or even if you have you should dig further in and i'm gonna go on one little rant before i go they got a really old album called the moon in antarctica 
right? And there's an opening line in one of their songs that I love, and I'm going to recite it to you now. I got this thing that I consider my only art. It's fucking people over. (laughs) And um, I I don't know, just... (laughs) There's just something about that. It's beautiful, band. man. They are. It's a beautiful band. And so that's, yeah, that's what I think you should be stuck on. Give give Modest Mouse a listen. They got a mega huge library, and you can pretty much jump in anywhere and probably have a good time. What about right you, on. man? What are you, what are you, what do our very clean, intelligent, educated listeners need to listen to? Well, uh, I don't know about the first part of your statement, but the, the the second part, what they should be listening to, go get stuck on a band called Miss May I. Um, if you really like heavy music, I suggest their first album, Apologies Are For The Week. Songs like Harlot Breath, and the title track is monstrous. Uh, the last track on that album is the song that really hooked me for, for them. It's called Forgive and Forget. It's got a great little drum roll intro. Just, just, it, they're really heavy. Uh, if you're not into the heavier shit, I suggest starting off with uh, their fourth album, Rise of Lions, or their fifth album, uh, Deathless. The title track on Deathless is really good. It's probably one of my favorite songs for them. They also The, the other song on the, on the Deathless album that I really, really like is uh, it's a song called Empty Promises. And it's, it's, about, uh, it's about having shitty parents basically All but right. it's a really fucking heavy song it, it's just not it doesn't sound heavy you know what i mean but it's the emotional weight of that song that makes it heavy but it's more of a, 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 a i don't want to say radio single because you'd never hear them on the radio right. but it's it's a little bit easier to palate if you're not into the super heavy shit um but i thought i thought today we went through the static x is probably one of the best song bands of the of the late '90s, and uh, if you're not lis- if you haven't listened to them, go give them a listen. Yeah, I I want to I want to go ahead and jump in on that too, and just say uh, it's a good example of how a band that is is classically known as a metal band or as a uh, industrial metal band can break barriers and 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 literally sound so many different ways they have so many different tones it it is a it is definitely uh something that that i I, us here at advanced listening would would strongly support and that's all i got for you today orion yeah listen if you if you think you know a band or an artist based on the one or two songs that you've heard you're not listening deep enough and you really need to try and advance your listening 